Hey, you're listening to Modern Mia, the podcast that tells the stories and discusses the topics that matter most to Black professional women and mothers. My name is Antonia Akatunde, and I'm the founder of ModernMia.com. And with me in the studio today, we have Erica Nicole, who is the mother of two boys, ages six and seven, and the creator behind the 2014 Black weblog award-winning platform, Everything ENJ. Her blog chronicles her journey as a 20-something trying to find her way and figure out the world. Erica has been a contributing writer for Vibe Vixen, penning pieces on motherhood, sexuality, and race. And she currently freelances for Teen Vogue and works as Exo Nicole's love and relationships editor. Hey, Erica. Hey. How are you today? It's another day. <laughs> <laughs> with me, we also have Quelly Wright, who is a vet in the ever-changing world of writing and editing, content management, and social media. She's worked for Russell Simmons twice and has been a launching editor at popular sites like globalgrind.com and madamnoir.com. Along with being the parenting editor at madamnoir.com called Mommy Noir, Quelly is a mom to an awesome 10-year-old daughter. Hey, Quelly. Hi. Thanks for joining. I'm good. Thank you. Um, Just a little happy with all this Prosecco that's that's flowing in the studio today because it's a really beautiful day in New York and I felt like rosé or Prosecco, you have to, you have to go with one of those on a day like this. It's about time. We've had pretty bad weather. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's also to toast to us being women who are figuring out how to balance uh, what we're going to be talking about today, which is having a nine to five that you clock in and out of every day, but then also having a side hustle that you're super passionate about and trying to get off the ground. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think we're kind of living in this moment where... um, these two phenomena are happening kind of in tandem. So now people are more inclined to want to try out entrepreneurship for themselves just to, you know, work for themselves and be their own bosses. Um, And we're also in this time where everyone is talking about self-care and taking care of yourself, which is so important when you're trying to, you know, do two full-time jobs in 24 hours. And you guys are both moms, so kind of like three full-time jobs. Oh, yeah. Well, just call it four or five. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's just, whatever. Let's just throw them all on there. That works. <laughs> uh, so as I mentioned in this episode, we'll be talking about self-care and how important it is. And then also how we three as um, women who are trying to turn our side hustles into our full-time um Passion, beyond passion projects, even just like the full time thing that we do that brings us passion and happiness and money. Um, what does that look like? How do we do it? What does self care mean to you guys? For me, it means mind, body, and soul, hair, nails, <laughs> food, you know, just it covers the gamut. It's not easy to manage it all, but I think. Once you get to a certain point in your life, especially being a mom, you need to realize first put your mask on and then put the other person's mask on. You know, you have to take care of yourself first. So it's about taking 20 minutes after your kid goes to bed just to have silence. I do that a lot. I'll put my daughter to bed and she's like, oh, what are you going to do now? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Like, I'm going to sit and stare at the wall just to, like, decompress, get my head together. Maybe I'll watch TV, but usually not. Usually I'm back on the computer working, you know? So it's always keeping in mind to take care of yourself. So it's making appointments to get a massage or going to lunch with a friend or working out. I recently been going hardcore with the Tracy Anderson tapes. Oh, nice. Just because I felt like mentally I needed to get myself together as well. Yeah. Eric, so. I see you shaking your head a lot. Yeah, you absolutely. Um, so self-care for me um, is listening to my body's wants, um, honing into that and honoring that. That's really, really important for me. So self-care, same thing. Um, taking a few moments before I actually close my eyes at night to decompressed and unwind and and meditate um self-care for me will happen at 5 45 in the morning before I get those kids up I need time for me because it's about to get real when that alarm goes off right it's about to get very real um self-care is taking a vacation which I just recently did which was so needed for my spirit like I came back broke but 
spiritually, I was full. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely needed that. Yeah. Um, and self-care has always involved some wine with me. <laughs> always. Yeah, I, I like how now self-care feels like a little bit more accessible. So before... I kind of thought like, oh, it's yoga and just yoga. Right. And it only looks a certain way. Um, it's only this type of food. Um, and that felt kind of limiting to me because as much as I love yoga, I don't have a practice. I don't, um, I haven't figured out a way to incorporate that into into my self-care. Yes. <laughs> um, and so for a while, self-care was something that felt like just another thing that I had to do and I wasn't doing it. So I wasn't you know, oh, here's another thing that like on my to-do list that just won't get checked off today um, at one in the morning. Uh, but I like that it can include, you know, making time for a massage mm-hmm. or getting a manicure or just sitting down and being quiet and not having anything playing and like um, demanding your attention. Yes. I have to even check myself sometimes. I'm a big music head, so I Wake up. I don't go to Facebook. I turn on the radio. <laughs> you know, like I want to hear something. I'm on Spotify. I'm title <laughs> looking up, you know, you're Rihanna. on title. Yes. <laughs> you're like the only person I know. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Shout out to Rock Nation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been up since 430 and that's pretty regular. It's not, it doesn't feel good, but sometimes it's necessary. It's like, okay, I got to get two stories up on the site at my job before I, you know, leave the house and get my daughter ready for school. So when can I do that? 4.30. Yeah. (laughs) That's prime time. I love that you said it's necessary, though, because I used to think that self-care, especially as a black woman, was Mm. selfish. Why was that? Well, maybe because I'm a mom and I suffer from mommy guilt a lot. Yep. And so if I'm dedicating time to my children, I'm, I'm removing from me and, and I, mean, I just feel really guilty about a lot of things. But also, like, did your mother take care of herself that way? I mean, my no. mother didn't go get a pedicure until she was like in her 30s. I was yeah. like, seriously? That's a really so it's good like, point. It is. It's a snowball effect that comes through the generations that... My grandmother didn't take care of herself the way that I take care of myself now. My mother takes care of herself a little better than my grandmother. And, you know, I try to go all out. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Making up for lost time. Yes, yes. (laughs) And for my ancestors. Seriously. You know, you got it. You just have to do it in order to do the other things you want to do. Yeah. That was a really good point about, like, the fact that... um, it's not a cultural thing that we we have in our background to take care of ourselves in that way. Like, my mom works nonstop. Like, I don't really get to talk to her because I can't remember what her hours are. Wow. Because <laughs> it's just like, you know, she works um, from 11 to 7 in the morning, and then she gets home. She has to, like, get my brother ready, um, my youngest brother ready for his, you know, his day. And then she's sleepy, so she, um, like, does a bunch of her errands. She shops for the house. She does this and that. And then she'll take a nap. And then by the time she's ready to get up again, it's, like, time to get ready to go to work. Um, so she's just constantly sleepy. And we now know that that's not a healthy way to run your life. But, you know, that's all she knows how to do because she's been doing it for so long. And there wasn't, like, a, oh, take your time, Amelia. Like, you need you need a spa day. Like exactly. That just you couldn't like, go to a website and they list 10 reasons why you need to relax. That's right. Right. That wasn't a thought. Yeah. It wasn't even a thought. Yeah. When you take care of yourself, how do you feel? And how does that translate into your day-to-day as a mom and, um, you know, someone who's an entrepreneur and also an employee? I definitely feel more refreshed um, when I take time out for myself. And I know that a more refreshed Erica makes for a happier home. Um, My partner can see it. My kids don't really know anything about adult life and tension and stuff like that. But they they know when I'm not good. So I have to grant myself permission to take a nap in the afternoon. I don't care if that makes me a grandma. I need to take a nap at 2 o'clock before I get them kids from school. Um, (laughs) Because if I don't, you're going to have to deal with an aggravated mommy. And I definitely don't want that because my household is not good. Because it's like you have two days. It's like you have the first part of the day, the middle, and then when they come home from school. It starts all over. It's like a a whole other day. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I didn't realize how 
logistic based being a mom was until I started the website. I was like, so wait, a big like pretty much all you think about is like how to get from point A to point Z, but and then everything in between. So B, C, D, drop the kids off here, uh, pick up this, pick up that, like make sure that I leave with enough time to go get them. And sometimes it's when I guess I start to focus more on me and, and practice more acts of self-care, I try to have a set schedule. Sometimes I realize in motherhood, there's no set schedule. Things will fall apart. There's utter chaos sometimes. Um, it's not going to always work out. So I just take things day by day, too. And that kind of helps me with self-care as well. Yeah, I write everything down. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are the 12 things I need to do. Go to the post office. Oh, dinner. That's a thought. <laughs> Let me figure out what dinner is, you know. And as I'm coming home from work, my mom, uh, God bless her, takes care of my daughter after school. Oh, nice. And so she's like, what's for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. What are you having? <laughs> what do you think we should have? And she's like, your fridge is empty. So, you know, I hit up Panera. Tonight we're having Panera, honey. That's yeah. <laughs> right. That's how it goes sometimes. It yeah. just happens that way. What's your favorite form of self-care? Working out, definitely. It's done wonders for me. It makes me feel stronger and empowered and my jeans fit better. Oh, <laughs> I can use that. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely need to get back into that. I used to run and that was so therapeutic for me. Um, but mine would probably just be writing. That's the best creative outlet that I have. Absolutely. I'm wondering what mine is. I... I have this really nice um, waterfront waterfront path uh, by my apartment um, that when I'm being more mindful of uh, the fact that I can't be glued to my computer all day, that I need to, um, you know, make time to leave and, and walk and not be so sedentary. I'll just uh, walk without listening to anything. So to what you were saying earlier about music, I'm the same way about podcast. Um, so I'll just um, take off my headphones, put my phone in my pocket, uh, try to, you know, um, stay away from the the want to document the self-care that I'm doing. Like, oh, look at me. I'm walking. Look at my self-care practice. Like, let me just actually be. <laughs> hashtag. Right. Oh hashtag water. Hashtag self-care. Hashtag <laughs> mindful Monday. I think doing those things, too, kind of, it doesn't make you be present in the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're so accustomed to documenting everything. Are you truly present? And I'm still learning that every day. Yeah. It's hard, too, when you have kids. My daughter's 10. Growing up, they have a device, and they're like, hey, can we eat dinner and be on the tablet? No. <laughs> Turn it off. Throw it out the window. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a challenge. Has self-care become more important to you as you've gotten older? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely become more important since I become a mom. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I don't think if I if I was a mom, it wouldn't have been as important. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, I've been more intentional about taking time out for myself. Um, because, again, my household can't be good if, if I'm not. Yeah. I like incorporating self-care um, with my friends to make it, like, more social. Because I, I think a part to what you were saying about it being selfish, I... Um, have a harder time being like, let me go to yoga or schedule, um, uh, make an appointment to get my hair done or to get my uh, nails painted. But I feel better about being like, oh, let me get a group of girls together and we'll go to a dance class together or, you know, summertime in New York. There's to make always, it fun. Yeah, to make yeah. it fun mm -hmm. and feel like it's a social activity and not something that is just for me, I guess. Um, I don't know... Uh, what that means. <laughs> like, maybe I feel like I should, I should identify this desire to, like, um, not want to take care of myself, but want to take care of others. Mm. But that's a point. Yeah. Yeah. That is a point. Mm. <laughs> Investigate that a little bit as well. Yeah. 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 Mm. Cool. Do you guys have any, like, thoughts on self-care that you want to touch on or feel like I should touch on? Well, hmm. I think that... What's important for me, too, I realize is that, um, and again, it ties into this whole, like, strong black woman, superwoman syndrome that everyone talks about. Um, I realize, too, that we give a lot and we're left with so little. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, we uh, we just recently had a mental health awareness week on the site. We had a lot of uh, content written by women about how they deal with, um, you know, their own mental health issues. Um, and a lot of what people were saying were the way that they deal with it is all rooted in self-care, um, making sure that, you know, you create mental and physical space for your emotional journey. So you have a section in your home where that you call your peace corner and you know to go there and, you know, burn sage, burn incense, like, you know, have your moment in that space and that being the, the space that you go to for that kind of um, healing. So I, I like that we're addressing these kind of narratives that have been, what's the word I'm ignored, looking for? Ignored, neglected. But also yeah. like what we've been um, chained to for such a really long mm-hmm. time too. Like I think being like, you know what, I know historically that this has been the narrative that we're strong black women and we're not supposed to ask for help and we don't think that mental illness is a real thing but I disagree and part of my disagreeing is also taking care of myself and saying no to say yes to myself as well like there are times where I just I got over FOMO which was like the best day of my life it was like oh I don't care that I'm not like at this party and like not you know with you guys on Instagram like I needed to be at home, like making a nice meal for myself and going to bed at a semi-decent hour. Uh, Your point uh, ties into something that I read on the site, too, about uh, saying no. Mm -hmm. And I think we've been so accustomed with, like, you know, Shonda Rhimes' book with this year of yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Um, It's okay to say no, too. That seems to be a very central uh, theme this year with saying no and being okay. With telling people no and yeah. being okay sometimes to tell yourself no too. I have to tell myself no plenty of times. Like what do you say no to? No shopping. No no <laughs> no online shopping. You don't need no more shoes. Um I have this thing where I just like to splurge. And it's like, Erica, you don't need you really don't need that. You want it, but you don't need it. Exactly. No. I say no to reality TV. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I, I can't join to. you on that. Sorry. Are you kidding? I'm by myself. <laughs> really? I need to. I just got okay with admitting the like amount of ridiculous what do you, reality what are show you that into? I watch. So I think okay. So what I watch, I watch a lot of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay. I watch um, uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Oh, um, no. I know, I know. It's it's horrible. Except, <laughs> I mean, it's me saying. Know, actually, people, you know what? Right. <laughs> I am saying yes to myself <laughs> when I see spend. how you can flip it. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be like, no means yes, yep. yes means no, and this is a good no. And this is, this a good is, yes. this is my saying no to because I'm not assuming that these um, people are like the way that I should behave. Oh, of it's course. like. For me, complete fantasy and like escapism. Like, okay, I'm on deadline. I am going slightly crazy right now. But if I just like go to Calabasas real quick with the Kardashians <laughs> <laughs> or like visit Buckhead better. real quick, I'll feel a little bit better and I can like go back to okay, my deadline. Okay, I can, I can appreciate that. I think <laughs> because I worked in this industry for almost oh, yeah. 20 years, it was part of the deal. You have to know these shows. You have yeah. to know these characters. You have to interview them, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it's like, okay, I'm going to watch my home shows <laughs> and watch people decorate houses. Yeah. That's yeah. my fun. I, I, I really like reality TV, but I actually had to take a year off from it just because especially as a writer, that stuff consumes you. It really plays a big part in your psyche and, and how you view other people. Um, and as a writer, you have to sit there and write about others' lives while your life is, is crumbling. You slowly don't realize it, but subconsciously, like, your life is crumbling away. You're looking at other people. Yeah. I have to take a, a minute away from it. That's an act of self-care, too. No more reality TV. The party's <laughs> over. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm back at it, though. Right. <laughs> when you guys um, don't do self-care, like, how does it affect your business separate from you guys being moms? Because I know for me, I am a very anxious person, and when I don't make an effort to take the time to um, honor the feelings that I'm feeling by removing myself from stressful situations, um, which as an entrepreneur, it's like vanity metrics, like, oh my God, so-and-so has this much and I have this and what am I doing wrong? Um, I spiral and it affects every everything that I touch yes. kind of feels like it, it uh, goes to complete another shit if I don't, you know, make the time. For myself. I definitely can't create if I don't practice acts of self-care. 
Um, and I know when it comes to my writing, I'm kind of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it's not good for me, it's not going out. Yeah. It's, it's just not. I can't put mediocre work with my byline on right. the internet. I just can't do it. So I think that's very evident, too, for people who are a, pretty much aware of my work. They know when Erica's not taking care of herself. They're like, this is some, this is some shitty writing. <laughs> <laughs> Editor or not, this is some really bad writing. Um, yeah. It's obvious. There are times when your life gets busy. You might have that one week out of the month where things are hectic. To me, if I don't get enough sleep, everything spirals out of control. If I don't have a list of my things to do, if I don't have a schedule, if I don't write it down somewhere and know what's happening you know, alerts pop up on my phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have an interview in 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff happens. So I, it definitely spirals. If I don't get enough sleep, then I look crazy too. And that, yep. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. that <laughs> upsets me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it it's all connected. Yeah. Absolutely. People can tell when you, you aren't focusing on yourself. People can tell when you aren't, you don't love mm-hmm. yourself. It's very, very obvious. And sometimes we don't see it, but people will let you know, I see you. It projects. It it really projects off. And on that note, we'll be right back after this break. And when we return, we'll talk more about how we balance our work with um, our nine to fives and our side hustles, our lives, our families, our friends, all of it. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back to talk more about how we manage uh, making our side hustles uh, more or less work while we have nine to fives. So, how long have you guys been doing your nine to five um, and your and your side hustles? Uh, so, my nine to five, quote unquote, nine to five. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been since July, and my side hustle has been a very long side hustle. It's been seven years side hustling. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, because um, I've. I uh, interviewed Lovey for the website of. <laughs> I know, me too. She's so good. But um, I was asking her, you know, why? What do you attribute to your success? Like you're, you're so funny. You're everywhere now. Like people know who you are. You have this book coming out. Um, you have an amazing philanthropy. Like what separates you, your success from? everyone else who's trying to do what you're doing and she said that she just stuck with it like consistency was everything there are people she said who she felt were funnier than her or like better writers than she was but they stopped and she has been doing it for over a decade at this point so I was like well that makes me feel good about my my four years at Modern Mia (laughs) (laughs) and not feeling like you know it's not um at a level I was hoping it would be but you know who's to say like in another year or two what that would look like if I keep going that's when you know something's rooted in passion too if you continually go at it I think especially in the writing slash blogging world uh monetizing is is such a huge thing now I didn't get paid off my blog for years yeah Mm -hmm. I still kept doing it because what I love to do right 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 and i think the audience appreciates that when they know they can go to you and see something there absolutely that counts for a lot so yeah it works both ways yeah so how do you fit your your side hustles into your the the job that pays right hmm Honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we just being real here, yeah. <laughs> uh, I took some time away from my blog, so I stopped blogging in November, and I actually just came back to my blog like two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because I had the opportunity to write for Exo Nicole and Teen Vogue and all these other sites, and so I dedicated my time and catered myself to all of those things, right? And it was great because it was bringing in some money, but. I mean, I got those opportunities because of my blog. And so I just neglected my blog after that and it didn't feel the same. So I kind of felt limited in a sense of the content that I could write and the things that I could produce on the site. Whereas in my site, I'm free to say whatever. I can cuss. I can Mm -hmm. get nasty. And I miss that. (laughs) I missed it. I love the money from the other things, from the full-time things, but there's nothing like your own space. Um, And so that side hustle gives me that freedom. I just had lunch with a great friend of mine, Paula Renfro, who was the editor-in-chief at um, Juicy Magazine, which dissolved recently. But she was just saying how important it is to have your own thing. If you're a mom, if you're not a mom, just something that you do for yourself, 
explore others, to see, just have a project because you don't know what's going to happen in yes. the industry. I'm not saying everyone's going to lose their job. <laughs> that's, that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> but it is good to have your own voice out there as well. But because like you said, someone could see it and want to work with you. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm at a weird place where I, I quit my nine to five to work on Modern Mia full time in August. Um, and before then, in previous past jobs, Modern Mia was something that I worked on before I went to work, um, during lunch breaks, um, and then when I got back home. So it was just like from six to like 12 mm-hmm. at midnight, it was like I was working two jobs. Wow. Um, so the job that I had most recently, um, one of the things that they did was connect uh, brands with bloggers. And I would be on email chains with women who I thought um, they were big in their industries, uh, but the content that they were creating didn't feel as real as what I was doing with Modern Mia. And I was having conversations with them, trying to be like, hey, can you like edit this blog post about, you know, some kind of laundry detergent? And they were like, well, I don't do that for, like, you're going to have to pay me another $2,000. I was like, oh. Oh, oh, so we can do that now? Right. <laughs> like, oh, so I should, I should like, try to figure out how to do that. Exactly. Um, so it, it gave me the, the courage to move forward and, you know, save up enough to work on Modern Mia full time. But then... Oh, thank you. for that, because I remember. <laughs> but then as soon as I did that, shit hit the fan. Of course. <laughs> all, that, all that savings went away. Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of cultivate this freelance career. So I'm back in the position of working mostly on the thing that pays um, and trying to like, you know, fit modern me into the corners of my life where um, I have the time to do it. So it's, it's hard. Like I think people, um, people kind of romanticize entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. um, especially with like all these memes that you see on Instagram. And it's really, really hard. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not as if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. That's Absolutely. what they say. Yeah. It's not sexy at all. No. <laughs> it's like I said, waking up at four thirty in the morning to get things done before you go to your job. Yeah. And after you come home, if you have kids dealing with them and then doing <laughs> your thing again, it doesn't stop. Yeah. It really doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to someone who um, is in the position that we are, who has like a side hustle. We're both, we're all in media. So mm-hmm. um, our side hustle is very, you know, um, like text and and media driven. But um, if you were like a designer or, you know, someone who has like a home decor line or, you know, someone who has a physical product, I think there's still some similarities. Uh, what would you say to someone who wanted to make their side hustle their, their full time? One, are you financially able to do it? That's really, really important, too. Some people just take the the leap, and it works. You, things magically just work out. But the truth of the matter is that doesn't work for everybody. So that's one. Yeah, and that doesn't work for most people. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what you have to realize is you really have to put in the work. Yes. You yeah. know, it's really not magic. And it looks like magic because people are on Instagram posting cute photos. And it's it's just not that. You know, someone saw my Instagram and thought that I, you know, worked from home all the time. I work from home a couple of days a week, which is amazing, but it's not all the time. And they thought, you know, oh, you just have your own site and you just, you know, eat lunch and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'm on the bus going to work. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You know, you know, they don't get just how exhausting it can be. But I would say Put in the work, right? You know, like you need those ten thousand hours, like they say. It really matters, and I think that still too, like it focuses on the word in that term, side hustle. You still have to hustle for yours. Yeah. Um, I read something too, um, that tied into this whole conversation, and it was about like people who want to leave their side hustles and make it a full time thing. And it says, "Is this your passion, or are you just passionate about leaving your job?" Mm, yeah. That's a big distinction because, I mean, push comes to shove. <laughs> Having that passion is like what keeps you working on the side hustle Absolutely. when it's not viable yet to like be what pays your bills. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure your idea is a good idea. How do you know that? 
crowdsource, you know, do your research. Yeah. Like that's part of the work is really casing out the industry that you want to go into and saying, oh, I want to make leather shoes for kids. Oh, there's four companies that do that. How can I be different? different. What's going to make me rise above? You know, that's an important part, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the nine to five questions I want to ask could be like potentially like, ooh, don't ask me that. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. go ahead. And mine as well. Um, <laughs> how supportive is your nine to five of your scene? <laughs> okay. um, I don't know what you're going to use of this, but I'm just going to say, well, I went to lunch again today uh, with a friend of mine, and she was telling me how a well-known beauty blogger had her own site. And she also worked at a company and they told her she had to stop doing her site and she stopped Mm. and then she left the job. Yeah. That's aggravating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, there are just some places like that can't understand that someone having their own platform just adds to your business as well. Absolutely. Like, um, I, I totally have heard stories like that, and it's 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 really frustrating. It's frustrating, <laughs> and I try to look at it from the company's point of view, and I'm like, okay, I get it. But if you make it work, the company and the employee, it could really help, I think, both parties. Yeah. Conversely, I went to a luncheon with moms a few weeks ago, and this mom— um, was a food blogger and she wrote about food and meals for kids and recipes. I looked her up. She also has a booming YouTube channel and just released a cookbook. Wow. Wow. I was like, that's nice. And they, you know, they promote her book on her site. Wow. And it doesn't seem to be conflicting. Yeah. How did your nine to five support you and your side hustle? Well, I wouldn't have my nine to five if it wasn't for the side hustle. Again, I got those opportunities through that. And so um, I'm sure if I ever wanted to make that a full time thing, you know, my employer would be very supportive of it. Hey, this is what you want to do. I I found you through your blog. Um, Go ahead and do it. I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, I think that should be something. Yeah, that more people would be wanting to do, given that more people are thinking about being entrepreneurs or having everyone is such a brand right now, Yes, Mm -hmm. which I was just talking to a friend about how problematic that is because uh, someone reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'm a big fan of your site. Can you teach me how to monetize my, my blog? I'm like trying to become a brand. And I was like, can you teach me? Because I'm I'm in the same boat. But um, anytime you go online, um, and I guess it's also just because the things that I look at, it's also on my Facebook, like the the sites that you should look at and sponsored posts. They're all people trying to teach you how to develop a brand and to turn a passion into your full time and make a six figure um, business out of out of your passion. Yeah, that's a big hustle right now. Oh, it's, yeah. It's right? so frustrating because I think I directed her to two people mm-hmm. that I feel know exactly what they're talking about and not like you know, pushing it. But I kind of feel like it's the blind leading the blind in a lot of ways or people copying off of lessons they got from those two people and are now spinning it out to to, um, become their own, you know, branding consultant Mm -hmm. or what have you. It just takes putting in the work, you know. It's not a quick fix, pop it in the microwave. You're a brand. (laughs) It just doesn't, as far as I know, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So... We're all talking about putting in work on our on our respective projects. Okay, okay. What does the work look like for you? Like for me, it's, you know, emailing um, interview subjects and, um, you know, when we had profiles on the site, connecting with photographers, um, like this also kind of ties into self-care. I used to get so, and I can't say I used to, I still am um, having a hard time removing myself from busyness to productivity. So... It's also like making the time to think um, from a higher level up, like, what do I want this to look like and how am I going to, you know, 
attach goals to that to make my business look this way Mm -hmm. Um, instead of being like, oh, my God, my inbox is so crazy right now. How do I wrangle it? Um, I think, you know, that's what that's what work looks like for me. Uh, But what about you guys? Yeah. From inception, it's about coming up with an idea with a name, not necessarily like going to order business cards and, you know, (laughs) but people talk about that all the time. Like, that's really not the deal. You don't need business cards. Maybe you do. I just got business cards. (laughs) Right. And I've been doing it for four years. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But it's your site. It's your voice. Um, Figuring out who you are and who you, quote unquote, want to be. That all goes into this side hustle, passion project, you know, future company, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's going to make you a million dollars or whatever. You just have to plan out every little step. It's like, what does it look like? Mm. How does it feel when people visit Mm -hmm. your site? You know, those are the kind of things that um, I thought about building my own site. So, yeah. All those steps initially, and then it's planning out your calendar, figuring out, okay, am I posting once a day? Am I posting once a week? You don't really want to do less than that um, just to keep people coming back. Mm -hmm. They want to have fresh content. Yeah. Um, Like you say, it's interviewing people, finding out what's coming up next so your site can be cutting edge, so to speak. so a lot goes into it. I yeah. still struggle with that, with consistency and content uh, for like the last seven years of me blogging. Like that's something that I know I'm not good at. Um, but I think a lot of it, too, is rooted in the fact that my blog focuses on like personal narratives. And that takes a lot out of me mm. to write from a certain place. Like I can't it's not like writing for Exo Nicole or. Um, another site where it's like, okay, let me just send a pitch in and it's either going to get accepted or rejected. Like, this is my life story that I'm putting on display. Um, And sometimes it's really easy to create the content and sometimes something is sitting in that draft folder for weeks, maybe even months. I have, like, a few things that's been sitting in there for years, but it has to feel right for me to put it out. Yeah. Something that's really attractive about being your own boss and having a side hustle is that you are indeed your own boss. You're not... um, uh, you're not beholden to someone else's schedule or ideas of what the, the company's goals should be. What does being your own boss mean to you guys separate from that? That's a great I'm, question. Yeah, it's a great question. I am looking for location freedom. Mm. That is really the sweet spot for me to be able to be anywhere in the world, in the country, and do what I have to do and still make things happen. I think even companies now are realizing that you don't have to be in this building at this desk to get your work done. I mean, it depends on the employees and how responsible they are. And I know that's a big deal, but like I, uh, at Mommy Noir, I'm in the office two days a week and I work from home three days a week, which is amazing for my schedule, for my daughter, I get to have dinner with her on the nights that I go to work. I don't, I just don't have dinner with her. Um, so that is part of the balance. Um, so location, freedom, yeah, just the freedom to put together all the ideas that I had over the years and all the work that I've done in a space that really feels like me, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's important coming back to self-care and feeling like what you're doing matters yeah, for you. Yeah, because it's so draining to work at a place where you feel like you're not yourself and you have to like, you know, stifle yourself and make yourself fit into this tiny little corporate box mm-hmm. to, to get that paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you want me to do this, but I can do this and this and this and this, you know, yeah. and that opportunity sometimes just doesn't come up or they don't see you that way. And that's a big deal. Um, I think with moms are finding that it makes sense just to branch out and try your own business. You know, I started a column called Mom on the Move mm. at Mommy Noir. And every week I interview a mompreneur And just hearing their stories, you know, I had a baby (laughs) and then I 
felt like I couldn't do it anymore. You know, it's hard to find a babysitter. It's just hard to balance it all. Some companies are great about understanding um, that you need to be there when your child is sick or you need to go to this school play. Not all the time. You know, there has to be a balance as well as you want to feel like you're contributing at your job. So that's a thing, too. But I think it's important to feel like you're doing something for yourself and for your future and for your kids' future. Yeah, yeah. What I about agree. you, Erica? Yeah. The same thing. I would say it's just pretty much rooted in freedom and, and, and being happy. Um, and you're not always going to be happy and your job is not always going to be the best. But it's ultimately like when I lay my head down at night, am I happy and am I more than satisfied with what I'm doing? Um, that's being my almost to me. One day, prayers up. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. But I read something, too, that said, like, people are so, like we said, this is this culture that we live in, and everyone wants to be so, like, self-employed, and everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. But do we really have the mindset, and do we really have what it takes to be a CEO? It's very easy to just up and jump from your things, but do you really know what it takes to run a business and, and be the head honcho in charge and, and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a mindset in itself that you really have to be prepared for. That's a great point. I think the people that you see that rise to the top is like they have that thing. They yep. might, and what is know. that thing? <laughs> so that I can mimic it. <laughs> you have that oh, thing. That's you know? just Instagram lines. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that passion. It's that feeling that you don't want to stop. That you. Um, can't stop to quote Diddy. Won't stop. <laughs> but it's, you know, you've been sticking with it, you know, and I think that matters. Yeah. For sure. Going back to your why, that's that that saying is becoming so cliche now, but it's still very, very true. Remember, it's repeated for a reason. Yep. It's it's really, really important for creatives to know, entrepreneurs to know. You have to remember your why because everyone is seeing other people do things. Let me do this too. But is that really like why you want to do it? What is it rooted in? Um, is that authentic? That's really, really important too. Uh, I want to backtrack for a bit and talk about like the beginning of your side hustles. How did you guys come to find it? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Take me back seven years ago. Wow. Um, so I just had my firstborn and I just decided I just want to start a blog. Um, blogging really wasn't this huge phenomenon that it is now. Um, and my why um, in 2009 still remains my same why in 2016. It's just to write. It's just to create. That's my creative outlet. That's the therapy for me. I seek healing in my writing. So I created this blog. Um, and I took bits and pieces of people that I liked. And so it's funny enough that my boss is Nicole Kane. And when she had NicoleBitchy.com, I was taking bits and pieces of her blog. Um, and then I found out a, a few years in that that just didn't resonate with me. I did I wasn't comfortable with the content that I was creating. I had to do something a little bit different. And so I realized there's no one, well, not no one, but there isn't many people um, on the web that are telling their stories. And that really, really matters. So I shifted the content um, and made it more about like a a personal blog, you call it now. Um, And yeah, I've been running with that ever since, just telling my story. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable things that I write. Um, I do say the content that I produce is very raw, but it's my story. It's my journey. I can't be, you know, I can't apologize for that. It is what it is. So, yeah, I just started from me sitting at home and having a kid. (laughs) And, (laughs) And hey, I just want to write. And I'm still writing. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Kwale? I, hmm. Okay, let me think about this. You're an OG in the game. Yeah. I know. I'm like going way <laughs> back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, well, I've had a couple of sites. Um, and they were rooted initially in me becoming a mom. I think it just happens when you become a mom. You're like, oh, I have a story to tell. Yes. Or, right? So... I started a site, but it was a mom blog, and I was, like, trying to get products and reviewing things, and that just drove me crazy. So I was like, oh, I can't do this. What about it drove you crazy? Getting 
50 jars of Nutella. Oh, I can't say. I shouldn't say a brand. <laughs> but let me just tell you. <laughs> Getting 50 jars of Nutella and then telling me, you know, we'll send you these jars of Nutella. Just write a story about it and throw a party with Nutella. And I'm like, I can eat a tablespoon of Nutella, but I can't eat 50 jars. Right. And I'm not throwing a party, you know. It, it just didn't line up. Like you were saying, it didn't line up with who I was, but I was like, that's what everyone else is doing. All these moms out here getting Levi's and jeans and, (laughs) you know, shampoo in exchange for whatever it was. Um, So what I decided to do, it's funny. My daughter one day said to me, she's like, mom, I like singing. I do this. I do that. She's like, what do you do? Oh, Mm. wow. I know. I was like, oh, I don't. Yeah. Kids are amazing. I was going to say, they, they have a way of like telling you about yourself in the way, like in the exact way that you need to, to yes. hear about it. Yeah. She's like, what are you passionate about? <laughs> Here's my passions. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I work and I take care of you. Hmm. So I was like, I need to do something that makes me happy. I've been watching HGTV for years. Oh, yeah. Passionate about interior design. I love the idea of decorating someone's home and making it feel like them. I know when people walk into my home, they're like, oh, you live here. They can, you know, Mm -hmm. immediately you can tell this is my place. It's not really even about, okay, there's a picture of you right there, (laughs) you know, but it's just the feeling, the vibe. Um, I love being able to do that for people. So I went to interior design school, um, studied for two years. And so that's where the passion and the idea started. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. What about you? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. The tables have turned. Um, yeah, so let me go back (laughs) four years ago. So my dream had always been to start a a black teen magazine. Um, When I was like a teenager, I grew up in a mostly black like city um, or the, the, the spaces I occupied in the city were mostly black, but I was reading a lot of like you know, books that did not have characters who looked like me. So, you know, your Babysitter's Club, your Sweet Valley High. Um, and then when I became a teenager, I was reading magazines and it was the same thing. Like, no one looked like me. Um, I was also, like, uh, quirky before that was, like, a thing that, you know, Black people were allowed to be. Um, so I really wanted a space uh, for Black girls who were like me. And I remember... Uh, writing a letter to Ebony in Essence when mm. I was 12. <laughs> I mean, like, dear Ebony, <laughs> make an Ebony teen and make me your editor-in-chief. Um, That's a good idea. It really was. They really need to do that, though. Um, I know that there's Sussy Magazine now for teenagers, which is awesome, but for a really long time, there was nothing in that space. Um, so I, yeah, I uh, came to New York um, after graduating journalism school and not being able to find a job in Chicago. Um, and I, yeah, I was, you know, striking out on my own, freelancing. It's like, okay, this is a perfect time to do a passion project when, you know, I I always say I left Kansas City before someone could knock me up and I got, like, accustomed to cheap rent <laughs> because it's so cheap to live there. <laughs> I wanted to be uncomfortable Wait, for a I'm while. I'm going to Kansas City. Yeah, it's <laughs> so cheap. Everyone, it's good barbecue, good music. Yeah. You have to come there with the man, though, because, uh, like, it's really hard to find somebody there. Somebody said that to me about Tampa. Like, oh, don't really? come to Tampa. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So, yeah, I I was looking for a passion project. I wanted it to be this black teen magazine idea. And then my former partner um, uh, came to me with the idea of what would eventually become Modern Mia. Um, And, you know, when we were formulating this idea together, it was around the time of leaning in. And, you know, I um, was really attracted to that language, but it just didn't feel right to me. Um, I have no aspirations of being COO of like a publicly traded company. 
Um, but, you know, how do I get what I want out of life? And even in these um, really beautiful mom profiles that mm-hmm. other places do, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, I woke up and I was a mom. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I had like this beautiful brownstone mm-hmm. that you're taking pictures of. <laughs> know, and it's right? like, no, but like, how did you do that? <laughs> right. Like, I need right. to know. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so that was like the goal with Modern Mia was to have, you know, like real conversations mm-hmm. with um, with women and kind of similar to this idea of what I originally was planning on doing with the Black Teen Magazine was just like normalizing the Black experience for all of us because I think sometimes that language of pathology, like we absorb it un- unwillingly mm-hmm. and it affects the way that we view ourselves and people who look like us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I-, I eventually figured out that the the conversation about having it all was complete and total uh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like the saying is. goes, you can have it all, just not at the same time. Right. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like your relationship's great. You got the kid in the school you want them in, and you don't love your job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or you love your job and you don't have anyone to come home to. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's always something, yeah. as my as my dad likes to say. Um, <laughs> I. I um, started laughing because my dad was like, I listened to your first blog or blog post. And I was like, podcast. He's like, yeah, podcast. <laughs> um, you put me on Front Street. <laughs> like, Why are you telling everybody my business? <laughs> oh, sorry. So you guys both decide that you want to start your websites. Um, what were some of the challenges like getting that up and going? It was easy for me back really? in 2009. It's just, I mean, I started on, what is that? Blogspot. So, yeah, it was everythingenj.blogspot.com for a very <laughs> long time. And when I actually purchased a domain, that's when I knew I was very, very serious about what it was that I was doing. Um, but it was easy for me. Um, I think the only challenge that presented itself to me was I really thought that things were supposed to happen overnight. I thought that if I'm producing content and I feel like my content is great, then everyone else is supposed to think my content is great. No, ma'am, that's not how it works. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and so my views were low. And I'm going to put my business out there. I was getting like 10, 25 views a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was it was painful to me. But then, that's, again, I had to remember my why. What are you doing this for? Um, and sure enough, things started picking up when the content shifted. And so I think things happen when it's supposed to. Um, it just takes time. And like you said, it's a matter of putting in the work and not, giving up yeah yeah what about you Kuali? yeah that's a big challenge um for me confidence to be honest yeah totally honest it's like is this gonna work does anyone care I know it's a passion of mine but is there space for it mm-hmm. um you know you start thinking of all those things in the back of your mind that kind of hold you back that fear yeah Honestly, yeah, <laughs> you know, it comes it comes up. I definitely agree with that. How do you deal with that that fear? Um, motivational <laughs> messages. That's awesome. Honestly, huh? I read a lot and I read a lot of people's stories and I say, oh, OK, they went through this as well. Let me keep pushing along. Yeah. You know, I have a launch date and I pushed it. One week ahead, and I'm like, okay, that's it. That is it. Good for you. Yeah. Because yes. I think it's easy as people who are perfectionists to kind of like keep pushing it oh my goodness. back and back and back. That's mm-hmm. one thing I learned from my former partner is just like the importance of having a minimal viable product and just getting it out there and getting uh, people's responses to it. Because if it were up to me, I would be like, oh, no, it has to be like beautiful. Oh, it yeah. has to be perfect. And the first iteration of the website was beautiful in, in its own way, but mm-hmm. it was clunky. It was hard to navigate in some other ways. Um, but, yeah, I think that's one thing I would tell to anyone who, like, has the side hustle idea and they're just trying to figure out what what to do. It's just mm-hmm. like, just do it mm-hmm. and yes. see. Because, you know, like you were saying, it's uh, like you were saying, Erica, it was until you shifted the, the, the uh, content. content that you realized, like, okay, this this works now Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't even started right trial and error yeah Mm -hmm. whole things yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a a big thing i uh follow marie forleo yes right and that's what she says just start get it out there and then work on it as it's visible yeah 
but to have it behind the scenes and hidden, you can hide all day, right. yeah. all night, right. <laughs> you know, you can hide forever and say, oh, I'm working on la la. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Something else that I like that she says is um, everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I'm still working on is realizing I don't have the answers for everything and I'm not supposed to have the answers for everything. That's right. And not having those answers doesn't make me like a bad business owner or like someone who's not supposed to be doing this because I'm still doing it, even though it's like, you know, totally funded out of pocket. And like, sometimes I get some money here and there, but it's not, you know, a steady stream of money. Like Mm -hmm. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so if I have a question, just ask and not be afraid to sound. My big fear is like sounding stupid Mm -hmm, or like, mm -hmm. you know, Oh, you're supposed to know that. Why don't you know that? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you can, you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I personally connect more with people who can be that honest. Right. And instead of people are like, yeah, I got it, you know, together the first shot. No, you didn't. <laughs> you did not. Exactly, um, it's exactly. It makes the experience with the other person more relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can enjoy your content more knowing that it took some time for mm-hmm. you to get there. You struggled to get there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It makes you more human. Yeah. That is not the Prosecco. I'm just this honest all the Listen. time. Listen. Blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> oh, man. A question that I haven't asked is what is your end goal with your side hustle? I mean, ultimately, we would all like the side hustle not to be on the side anymore. But right. what else would you like? To make some money off of it and, and live comfortably. Yeah. That, that's mine. And like you said, to make sure my kids are good, first and foremost in anything. I don't want to make money and, and it's okay for the time being. Like, what's going to happen when I'm gone? Yeah. God willing, my kids, you know, are still here. Um, But for me, like, what am I leaving my kids and, and legacy and imprints and all that? Mm-hmm. And and knowing that, and I think that's another reason why I've kept my blog up so long is just is knowing that like my words are gonna live on the internet for as long as it's the internet, right? And it's always gonna be an internet at this right. point. <laughs> so, so do yeah. you see yourself like writing a book, writing for yes. TV, or you know, I wish those um, kind of things. So I'm currently like writing a memoir, and nice. I know that's not coming out no time soon. <laughs> it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're working on it. Yes. Um, and that's been therapeutic and it's been healing and it's been challenging and it's been uncomfortable mm-hmm. tapping into a lot of things. Um, but I'm enjoying the process so far for sure. Yeah. What about you, Kwale? Yeah, I think um, people are afraid to talk about money and wanting to make money, but that's important. You can be passionate about something and create it yourself and be an entrepreneur, a mompreneur. And pay your bills mm. like that. That's fair. Yeah. I think absolutely. So that's important to me. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, um, just create a brand, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> you know that uh, people um, are attracted to, and that helps people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, provide information and ideas and tips and um, content. That's. Um, worthy definitely you know definitely I think for me it's I'm not afraid of talking about money like I do not like the idea of not having money (laughs) 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 so yeah to definitely be um, at the head of something that not only provides for me and my family but for other women um, who want to provide for their families as well and to have a a work culture where people feel supported and like that their stories can be told in a way that isn't told anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like business model stuff is just like, I would love for it to be like a media empire of sorts. Um, Or sorry, let me not hedge my language. Not not of of sorts. sorts. (laughs) Not of sorts. I want it to be a media empire. Period. (laughs) Yes, period. Dot. Um, this was really great. I feel so, so good just having talked to you guys. Yeah. And, you know, another to tie it back to self-care, something that I also realize is um, I need to be around um, other women of color who yes. are creatives because I, for a very long time, I think people didn't know that mm-hmm. there was a person behind Modern Mia mm-hmm. because I just hid mm-hmm. behind like the other the content that I created and I didn't put myself out there. 
Um, so for me, it's really easy to just hide behind my computer and kind of just focus on that. But I'm starting to see the importance of communing with other creatives, like just even beyond networking. It's it's more to be like I'm not alone. Like mm, exactly, we're all we're all trying to figure this stuff out. So yes. thank you guys so much for for sharing. Thank, thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. It's good to sit down and chit chat. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, about well, all this stuff. It's it, it really is. Um, so before we go, we're going to take a break to top off our cups and then we'll come back <laughs> with um, things that gave us life. OK. And we'll be right back. Awesome. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> we're really excited about all the positive feedback we're getting about the podcast. If you would like to be one of the first people who know about the podcast when it goes up, just subscribe to Modern Mia, the podcast, on iTunes or follow us on SoundCloud. That's Modern Mia, M-A-T-E-R-M-E-A, on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thank you so much, and let's get back to the show. All right, and we're back with our glasses full, and uh, we're going to end the episode on our always positive note with things that gave us life, where we'll go around the room and talk about things that make us happy. So, Erica, what's something that gave you life this week? So, my oldest son is in first grade, and uh, his teacher decided, like, one of the projects she wanted to do to kind of end out the school year is, like, hatch chicks. So, she bought some eggs. And um, put them in an incubator, and I've been following along on UStream. Oh my god! I'm like the only parent <laughs> in my Aww. son's class that will honestly like sit here and watch these eggs develop into chicks. So these eggs develop, the chicks come out, and I'm like fawning and going crazy in my house. And my son comes to me, and he's like, "You're watching it again?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's honestly like sits there and tells me about this process of how this happens. And it's mind-boggling to me, but it's beautiful to me at the same time as a parent to have my son tell me about the creation of life. It's 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 crazy to me. And I kind of wanted to tell him how he happened, but I was like, nah, we're going to chill because it's only seven. <laughs> we're, not we're not doing that. No, nah, not yet. I'm going to give it like four more years. Um, but that was amazing for me. Um, that, was my, that was my happy moment for me, having my son tell me about life and then kind of telling him, you know, the, the happiness that he brings into my life and how I'm sitting here watching chicks, but it's nothing like seeing him grow up and, and having conversations with him um, and then having him educate me. And then he kind of said to me, like, is it possible for me to be a teacher for you? And I was like, yeah, you can you can teach mommy. You teach mommy things every single day. You don't know it, but I'm the student sometimes. That's sweet. And, and you can be my teacher. Oh, my gosh, Erica, you're going to make me cry in the studio. (laughs) That is so beautiful. That's so sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. It was amazing. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. No problem. Quelly, what about you? I just came back from Texas and seeing my family there. So that was important to me because I hadn't been back there in a while. We've seen each other because they come to New York often. But it was great to get away and get out of New York and, you know, just feel warm air Hmm. it's warm here now but (laughs) you know 90 degrees wearing shorts and you know it was it was just a fun time uh with family my daughter and my mom traveled with me so that's it yeah no that's awesome simple things absolutely yeah no you can't take those for granted yeah yeah those are so important especially i uh i am a lot closer with my family now that like the older I get, the more that I realize like my time with them is very limited. It's not if, but when. Mm. And so just to like, you know, appreciate those moments that you get to have with them is is so awesome. So thank you for sharing. No problem. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like I need to get some new things that gave me life because it's like, I'm engaged and <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> when, when's the wedding date? Uh, July 28th, 2017. Nice. Okay. Good. Countdown. So, yeah. Countdown. <laughs> so we're getting married in Kansas City, Missouri, where I'm from originally. Oh, nice. Um, barbecue wedding and yes. like a Nigerian Jewish uh, hoopla. I'm really excited. Um, the The thing that gave me life this week, though, um, was thinking back about the engagement party that my friends threw for me um, recently. So I'll like give an abbreviated version because I can go on and on about how much happiness this, this gave to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I 
was in a room with my closest friends in New York. And even my best friend from back home was in town that weekend. So she was able to um, attend. And they all went around the room and said something that they that they loved about me. And so I <laughs> in that turn would just kill me. I yeah. was just like it was you just know, like everyone was like, was like sobbing so and like they're like there's someone I've known since kindergarten. There's my best friend from high school. There are women that I met in college and women I met in New York and I had a, a like traumatic first month in New York right. and those were people I met right when I first moved here. Wow. So it was just like all these women like affirming me and you know explaining like what they love about me and so then I went around and was like you I love you for this Mm -hmm. reason and we were just like all crying oh my god I'm (laughs) gonna steal that yeah I'm so like it shouldn't even be about being engaged because it was like and that's also what I loved about it because it wasn't even so much like you know you found a guy and like you can check this off of your like list of things to do now it was like you're happy and we see Mm -hmm. how happy you are and they also took time to like write a card um to like celebrate modern mia as well and i was just like Oh my god, you don't know (laughs) how much thank you so much like you guys love me fully like Mm. i you know i'm like i am modern mia like i it is my life's sole purpose right now and I've also fallen in love. And you guys are like celebrating both of those epic things mm. with a bunch of cheese and meat <laughs> <laughs> and, wine. and wine. And then we had a dance party to lemonade after. So nice. I was just like, yes. <laughs> nothing like that. That's, yeah. that's sisterhood at its finest. <laughs> it was just so beautiful. And yeah, it's, I, it's been a little bit of remove because before I would just start crying. And then <laughs> we talked about our feelings. <laughs> but it was it was really beautiful. So that was something that gave me life this Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I Those think everyone things. should do that for birthdays. Absolutely. For Saturdays. <laughs> for Saturdays when you're feeling just down. random, yeah. yeah. Like, like go to a boozy brunch. Yeah. Or like not even a boozy brunch. Just go into your apartment and have your friends and talk about why. Because I, I think those relationships in a lot of ways, like not to downplay how much I love my fiance, but like mm-hmm. those relationships have sustained me a lot longer than he has. So mm-hmm. like to, you know, rem- remember that and pay homage to it. And like it was just really beautiful. So, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It made me so happy. It's like. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good thing for the week. Like yeah. find a tribe that celebrates you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. Where should people go to find you online if they want to learn more about your side hustles and your nine to five work as well? Everything ENJ.com. Mm-hmm. And are you on uh, social media? Yes. Um, so at E.Nicole. And my mama gave me an H in Nicole. <laughs> so it's an N-I-C-H-O-L-E. E.Nicole. Nice. And what about you, Quelly? Everything is com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Pinterest. Ooh. <laughs> I need to get I up on that. Yeah. Pinterest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's K W E L I W R I G H T. Yeah, make sure you follow those ladies. And as always, you can follow Modern Mia on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Modern Mia, M A T E R M E A. And you can also go to our website to see some of the conversations we're having online at modernmia.com. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, you can email me at info at modernmia.com. The Modern Mia podcast is executive produced by myself, O. Valerie Nicholas, and Kimson Albert. Our associate producer is Isaro Carter, and the podcast is edited by Taya Worrell. All right, well, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Yay. This is fun. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>